so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with ben from marigold and we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album a better place so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far thank you yeah it's been awesome um very it feels really good to finally like get music out there and um share what we've been working on with people because it was like very much um you know something that we hold up and did during the heat of covid and that experience plus like the pent-up energy of making music that you want to release it's just this like penultimate moment of like i need to get outside and put music out yeah um so yeah we're, we're getting there um spring is right around the corner hopefully knock on wood um and yeah it feels really good hell yeah awesome so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah um the title is also um there's like a title track at the end of this of the album that is of the same name um it's kind of uh you know it's funny that you brought it up because i actually remember when we finished recording all the songs, um, I had like not decided on the album title yet. And I was kind of having trouble with it and like, couldn't, it felt weird. I couldn't feel like I couldn't find like one thing that like summed up everything. Um, Mm -hmm. but I had that the, the title track I had was really like the last song that was written for the album. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of was written in that, uh, in that mentality of like this finale um after all the tribulations this is like what sums it all up mm-hmm. um and yeah i don't know i just had like written those few lines in that song um that kind of sum up this whole you know i wanted to like i every every person had their own uh unique experience of trials and errors through the past two and a half years um, and how hard that was. And everybody had, you know, again, their own version of that. Um, But just because one person may have gone through it differently than the other didn't invalidate any, anyone's um, personal experiences. And so, you know, this, this album kind of was like uh, through the lens of my experience, but, um in the effort of giving voice to everyone's experiences tangentially um and just kind of under this concept of like even if things are really tough right now and it feels like there may not be um a light at the end of the tunnel that there's no reason for shame in like um pining for that and like wanting to uh want something better and, and, you know, create a better situation for yourself and those around you um, one day down the road. So that's kind of like the whole uh, premise and uh, the, out, the artwork, um, I, in addition to music, I also make like music videos and album artwork and stuff for other bands. So visual art is like a, another big passion of mine. And uh, I was really like going into doing this record, not only was it a big, step forward for me and the band musically, but I kind of looked at it as an opportunity to really like 
throw my skills at the wall as far as the visual end of things. Um, basically like completely unfiltered, like there's no other premise for another artist and what they were trying to go through. Mm -hmm. um, for it's completely like my band and I got to just like create like blank canvas yeah. um so that was like really exciting to me as well and uh the, the artwork kind of dawned on me as as a really great um kind of branding moment that really simply summed up uh, a lot of the themes on the album um in a in a very clear-cut simple clean way hell yeah that's right. awesome uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Well, um, the world was ending. So <laughs> yeah. a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, you know, material, I don't want to say was like handed to me, but it was very, very much like, you know, the weight, there's a lot of weight in the moment. Um, and I think a lot of people, a lot of artists especially felt that and channeled that, you know, um, there's, this is the 9 million pandemic album, probably. <laughs> so it's a story as old as time by now, but you know, it really is true. Like the, it was a very, uh, you know, penultimate moment. It was a very like fight or flight kind of feeling where you just, we are going through this massive life event as like a group of humans on the earth. And uh, you can't help but like feel that intensely. So, you know, it was just like, I don't want to say it was very easy to write, but like it, it was all there um, yeah. and it was all coming out because we were all feeling it. So, um, you know, yeah, I just kind of use, you know, in, in such a dire, crazy like never before experienced moment, like it writing music about it um, was my way of like processing and, and, you know, therapy of, of going through it and, and not necessarily rationalizing it because there is no rationalizing it, but, <laughs> you know, coming to terms with it and, and like accepting it and deciding how I feel about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, that was kind of like, my emotional process through like the lyrics of the, of the album and stuff. Um, but as far as the writing of the music, um, it was really interesting because Marigold before this record was just kind of a solo thing. It wasn't really a full band. Um, and right before uh, COVID hit, we, I was like kind of feeling changed around that and wanting to expand it to be a full band, bring other people into the mix and it not just be like, just my brain anymore um and i had met these guys and we really kind of had just started the process of like doing that and we we're you know working on some demos and stuff like that and then lo and behold and so basically all of that all of 2020 um as we were writing this album it was completely done like remotely we were just like emailing song ideas back and forth to each mm -hmm. other and like you know, trying to build out these songs as best as we could, like in the computer across state lines and stuff, um, which was really weird because like I, none of us had ever done that. We basically had like not played music in a room together before mm -hmm. and we're like writing an album together. Yeah. So 
it was a really strange experience. Um, the, like the first week that we ever like played music physically together was like when we were in the studio to record the album. Wow. So, wow. Um, yeah, it was really strange, but, but we had been working on it together and in like constant communication for the past like eight months prior to that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we felt like close friends and we felt like we knew each other musically in this like obscure way. Um, but in a lot of ways, like, we've talked about it a lot since especially with the guy that we recorded with his name's eric romero um in asbury new jersey and that kind of that experience was really beautiful because there was no like preconceived notions to what the band was what the dynamic was what the Mm -hmm. sound was supposed to be or whatever it was completely like blank slate new group of people never played before Mm -hmm. the song ideas are there so we have like something to go off of basically but it was like this studio experience will allow us to find the identity of the band and what what the sound is um and that it it yielded like the most enjoyable recording experience i've ever had because of that i think and i'm 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 glad that like after you guys wrote the record went in and started to play the songs together you guys like uh clicked because like imagine you had written a record together and then you guys just didn't click (laughs) or something you're telling me hate each other yeah (laughs) It was a huge, huge risk. Yeah. I mean, not risk, but you know, it was a gamble for sure. And it was, uh, yeah, completely like unknown territory for all of us just going in completely backwards of, you know, usually you're supposed to like meet the people you want to play in a band with first and like, all right, this guy's cool. Like, we'll we'll get together and maybe jam a little bit, but it was just polar opposite, but it worked out really well. Oh yeah. It really did. So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Wow. Um, Can it be an unreleased song? Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Give me one second. I'm going to like look up the lyrics because I don't remember them. Fair enough. (laughs) No shame in that. Uh, Well, so there's like, I did... um, I did a lot of different exercises in writing this record that I hadn't done before when I was trying to like push myself to, uh, you know, go to new limits with how I was writing or, or, um, you know, set higher standards for myself to try and create, you know, better stuff. Um, and one of the things that I did was when I was working on like lyrics of the record, um, rather than just it, kind of be like I come up with a guitar riff and then I just like spew words out and then those are the lyrics like yeah I, I I tried to like fine-tune it more and you know look of it look at it all as like an album of songs that are meant to be together rather than just like this riff in this moment makes this song and it's like completely separate from the rest of my life mm-hmm. um so what I did was I kind of like had all of the lyric ideas or songs and as they were in that moment um on like separate sheets of paper and i would just like tape them all up on the wall and like look at them together um and you know kind of try and see like okay this this verse over here i'm saying this thing but it's not like fully um fully doing it or it's not like that as clever of a line as it could be so then I'd look at it like another song and be like, okay, well, I'm kind of talking about the same thing over here. I could pull that line and like put it in this song yeah. and it would like 
make a tie between them and, and make this song better. So um, there's a lot of reoccurring lyrics on a lot of the songs that, um, you know, reference each other in a way, but they're all kind of talking about the same thing. And it's, you know, towards the effort of like themes that you are familiarized with. So when you hear them in other songs, it feels like comfortable. Um, with that being said, uh, really in the um, chorus of A Better Place, I think there's a couple lines that really sum up the whole album. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sunset tune just for two is a metaphor for somewhere new with the view that we've been waiting for. The orange blue, orange blue I refuse to give up a world with you. Um, oh, I just wow. love how that kind of like flows yeah um it really sums up everything um Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to nerd out too much because i want people to you know find find their own uh spots in the album that speak to them but um i would i would challenge anyone who gives a crap to find the reoccurring themes and lyrics um once the album is out and uh tell me them because that would be cool to me (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool yeah thanks uh so how'd the track list for the album come about did you write the opener be the opener closer be a closer did you shuffle around see what fits what was that process like um yeah so like i said earlier um the title track is definitely meant to be the kind of like finale um of of the whole thing but it's not actually the last song on the record there's like a um well it's not not released yet but i guess i can say it's a like an acoustic um like a a small acoustic song that's that is the last track and that is more so meant to kind of be like credits rolling it's like the, the whole thing's already over but it's just like a little end endedly um yeah waiting on me is the first song which was the first single that we released uh last summer um that was it wasn't the first song we wrote but it was definitely one we wrote it meant to be the opening track um mm-hmm. i mean it's just like a radio rock song it's very just straightforward um mm-hmm. like we we wrote it with the intent of like this is you know you're here to say what's up basically yeah exactly um, grabbing people's attention yeah yeah so that was definitely meant to be there and uh I'm trying to think what else like the song the second song on the album called which is uh orange blue um kind of sets the themes for the record um and that song actually comes out tomorrow which is exciting um which means nothing to whenever this interview comes out because it will have (laughs) no relation on the 15th of february (laughs) there There we go go. um so that song kind of sets the like themes of the album um Mm -hmm. you know and it, it goes through ups and downs um the middle of the record waiting around is a darker song um kind of touches on the like that point in this whole experience where we all felt like pissed off and just like frustrated and really like lost um yeah. 
so that song is is definitely different totally different vibe which is cool it's very like pink floyd to me um but uh yeah i mean the track list definitely kind of to me at least um goes through the this whole cycle of of thoughts and emotions that we all went through through this experience starting at what the hell is happening yeah to what am i going to do about it to now i'm just like lamenting and thinking about when times were easier mm-hmm. to i'm really pissed off because there's still not an answer mm-hmm. and then you know kind of an acceptance of life has changed but it's okay because i've made you know choices to circumnavigate and I'm in a different place in my life now and I like that place even though my life took a total left turn yeah um and then just you know kind of like resounding like acceptance and like motivation of like life changes and you got to just like do the best you can with it and roll roll with the with the punches you know um yeah so yeah that's kind of like the flow I would say it's very good flow it's like put a lot of time and detail into it it's good two years <laughs> yeah. uh, so which song on the album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite longest to write mm-hmm. um uh i would say that song that i was just talking about the darker one um mm-hmm. waiting around it's track five um like i said it's a very different um approach than the rest of the songs it is dark uh grungy um Mm. like i said kind of like pink floydy the cure almost like um aggression almost not not like you know in like a turnstile way but like just like (laughs) anger um Mm -hmm. and that song was was tough to write because uh just like all these songs, you know, I, like I said, I have, I, it, it is the, the premise is based off of my experience through this, but I tried to do it in a lens of universality and like speaking for, speak for the trees, right? Like mm-hmm. I, my, what my, I'm writing is about me, but it can also and should apply to everyone because everyone's experience is valid. Yeah. So um, when it got to the part of being, pissed off (laughs) it was really hard because you know there's a inherent guilt I think that we all feel um in this experience because because other people had different slash harder experiences you know Mm -hmm. like as much as I was frustrated with what I went through you know there's that moment where you're like well I don't work in a hospital so I didn't have to deal with that or like, you know, there's a, mil- a myriad of like other life situations that you can then compare yourself to and you feel like empathy for other people, but it makes you sad and you feel frustrated that like you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my working through that song and finding a delicate place between like still telling my story, but, you know, advocating for other people's um was hard because that's like I think the hardest part about this experience is the like it's not even it's not equal like Mm -hmm. some people really did go through it a lot harder and to properly um 
I don't want to say speak for, but advocate for those experiences was um, a, a delicate thing to work through for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. And your favorite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is uh, track six. It's called Ginger Chew. And it comes out in early March. Um, uh-huh. And I, I don't really know how to explain why my favorite. I think you'll understand as soon as you hear it. It's just like a really great riff that I'm really proud of. And it's stupid catchy. So, sure. um, yeah. yeah, I just, it's a, a good song that I am very proud of. So um, that's my favorite. All right. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. I, I want to Thanks. say that. It is. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? It's a party album, workout Ooh. album. What do you personally recommend? Probably not a party album. I, um, right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I don't know. To me, I, I driving is how I most associate um, at least like my first experiences with records my mm-hmm. favorite records i love I, I i honestly actively try when i know a band that i like is going to put out an album that i probably will like i try to hold on to it until i have a long drive to do because it's like this time where you there's nothing else to focus on except for this thing that you're listening to because all you have to do is just keep driving down this road so yeah um that would be how i recommend to listen to it but that's just like how I like to do it um definitely loud regardless of how you how where or how just make sure it's loud would be my (laughs) request all right sure love that Uh, so this one should be super super quick off top of your head I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words that's three words very short amount of words yeah Um, (laughs) Wow. I'm thinking about it too much. Yeah, um, off the top of your head as fast as you can. Rock and roll. There <laughs> you go. So true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that there same kind of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I've seen, I mean, this is something I've seen people describe our songs as. So I only have this thought because I've seen other people say it, but okay. um this i've seen people say like uh a fresh sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. to our music um which is a cool lens to look at i think um we're all really inspired by like i would say equally um like 70s classic rock to um like 90s like oasis bands um yeah. so you know, between the two of those things, like you, you look at like songs by Oasis and then songs by like Tom Petty and there's a commonality between them, which is just like really good song writing, like hits, just like they're rock and roll, but they're pop rock and roll hit yeah. songs that have like no bull in them you know Mm -hmm. so that i think is like a real a penultimate goal for us as as musicians and as this band whatever this band is like it's it's rock and roll but like through a lens of like we're just trying to really write the best most catchy songs that we can while still um 
having substance and and quality to them. So I forget what the question was, but (laughs) (laughs) certain feeling or emotion, certain feeling. Yeah. Um, Like kind of, yeah, whatever, whatever feeling you get when you hear songs like that, where it's like, I want to like roll the windows down and like sing this as loud as I can. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the feeling that we're going for. I definitely got that vibe of listening to the album earlier today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Oh, there's so many, man. It's like... That's good. It's, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's been a project, the the focus of my life for the past, like, two and a half years. So yeah. there's a lot of memories around them. Um, and it's definitely been, like, the biggest... Um, endeavor of my life um i it's tough it was it was all it's like so strange because so much of this album was like created during a very transient period of my life where like basically my partner kelsey and i like we were living in Brooklyn and then everything went down and we like decided to leave and moved in with my parents in Buffalo and then moved in with her parents in Cape Cod. And we were just like all over the place for an Mm -hmm. entire year. Um, You know, all of our stuff was like packed into my van and like we were living out of a suitcase for eight months. And so there's so many memories time because the whole time I was just like processing what was happening and like, doing that through writing songs and uh you know i I guess if that that as a whole is the only way to kind of sum it up there's no way to pick just one because every single day was like what the hell is happening but um in in the most like beautiful this is like raw life experience type way um Mm -hmm. so yeah i really like that Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so picture this. You're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What was your snack of choice? Uh, sweet, spicy chili Doritos. Oh, that's good. Is that Easy. the purple bag? Yeah. Those are the best yeah. ones. The only Those, yeah, vegan Doritos. Say. Yeah. That's why yeah, they're I, vegan. I fucking love them. They're it's, vegan? Yeah. It's, I wish I didn't know that because it's terrible. But um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And now I've ruined both of you. Oh, God. Oh, no. I've never having them again. I've known. <laughs> my, friend, my friend corrupted me years ago. She was like, Shane, those are vegan. I'm like, oh, well, I'll go try Doritos then. And Ben Hook right. says. So, They're so good. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this for our bass player, Matt who exclusively ate these during the entire recording process. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to fuck it up. Chicken Parmesan sandwiches. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Taste. Um, Yeah, like from a deli. Chicken parm Mm -hmm. sandwich with tomato sauce. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hilarious because I'm vegan, but he loves these things. So, uh, yeah, Marigold is a chicken parm sandwich, I would say. Okay. I love right. that. Perfect. You, can make, perfect. you can make that vegan too, so it's perfect. Exactly. That's true. Too. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if Boom. you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? 
was louder than I wanted yeah. it to be. Sorry. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wow, that's a heavy question. Um, last meal with a drink, you said? With a drink. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti with a cup of coffee. Okay. Ooh, what type of spaghetti is that? Red sauce or oh, obviously it's not yeah, spaghetti. yeah. Um, if you can muster a, like a vegan vodka sauce, mm. is pretty gnarly. Um, but I'm down. So the best red sauce in the entire world. Give you some knowledge here. Okay. Don Pepino spaghetti sauce, not pizza sauce. Spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. sauce. Don Pepino. It's in a yellow can. You're not, not gonna find it everywhere. It's from New Jersey. It's mm-hmm. the best. Um, so yeah, spaghetti, uh, you know, linguine, I like a thicker noodle. So mm-hmm. linguine or larger, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, Shane, I'm going to need you to ship me some of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the best. Perfect. And uh, coffee. Yeah. Love coffee. Yeah, coffee. So. Is that just a black coffee? Black coffee. Okay. Any sugar? Nope. <laughs> okay. Glory sounded panicked when she asked that. Simple. <laughs> All right. So is it like a flavored coffee? It's just regular. No. No, just normal. How the earth intended. That's how I say. Okay. Oh, so so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Fictional world. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like the fictional worlds I know. Yeah. Um, Does like Shrek world count? Yes. I mean, obviously. Okay. Shrek's like my favorite new movie, so I'll live in Shrek world. Perfect. The swamp. Perfect. The swamp. There you go. <laughs> That's good. I respect that. Uh, so yeah. I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is red, I think. Red? You have a specific um, shade? Like fire truck red. Okay. Actually, like... A little bit more desaturated than that. Sometimes fire truck red is too like, um, like you're reading like red text on a piece of paper, like mm-hmm. a little bit more desaturated. Um, yeah. I don't know like the name. So it's kind of like a, a paler red. Yeah. Let me see. Pantone red. I feel like it comes to my mind. Like Pantone red. I got to see this for myself. Oh, like, I like get it's that. not the loudest red, but mm-hmm. it's like just just under that. Exactly, that's really nice. I like yeah. that one. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Listen to our album, watch our music videos because they're sick, and I worked really hard on them. Hell yeah. yeah! All right. Oh, well, thank you for now. That's been Ben from Marigold, and we have been the Good Noise mm-hmm. Podcast.